Hello, welcome to Over the Knee. Uh, I'm Cynical Dom on Tumblr, and I'm here with. I'm Amy. My Tumblr is Amy Submits. This is our second episode. It's uh, it's been a while. Um, we tried record this episode one time, but uh, we weren't happy with it, so we scrapped it. And then uh, I got sick and entered a hell world of mucus and coughing and not sleeping and. Then we had a family member pass, and we had days and days of funeral stuff, but uh, we're... Well, the holidays, too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're, uh, but we're here. We've slowly climbed out of the hell world. (laughs) We survived. (laughs) Um, Ideally, we're going to start doing this podcast once a week. Um, We'll see how that works out, (laughs) but uh, that's our goal. If life doesn't screw us up. Yeah. In this episode, we're going to talk about what exactly our DS is, uh, what our style is, what our theory about what we do is. Um, I think I want to start from a bird eyes view. Um, I think it's an idea we've kind of always uh, intrinsically knew. I don't know how much we voiced it. Um, I think... One of the clearest ways I've seen it put was in a post by uh, Pleasure Whore on Tumblr. I think it was in response to an ask. Um, and about a hierarchy of uh, needs and wants. And uh, it basically is uh, in descending order of importance. Um, the submissive needs, um, the dominance needs, uh, the dominance desires, and the submissive desires um and like do you agree with that and um yeah i think um we didn't know that we hadn't seen that listed on tumblr um until pretty well after we were um in ds but like as soon as we saw it we're like we realized that that was what we had lived but um we didn't we weren't conscious of it somehow Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know how we i think we were conscious of it we just didn't have the words for it yeah yeah um i mean i think it was just kind of obvious that um your desires come above mine because you know like that part just seems kind of obvious when you're serving obviously i'm serving your desires um and i think it just i assume it just kind of felt natural to both of us that my needs would come first as a result of that to kind of balance the scales but I don't know that that's really true either I think that's just kind of innate to who you are I think um yeah I I think my needs came first well before we were DS that sounds kind of bad but no I I think both parts are kind of obvious and kind of yeah well yeah and I guess like to, to be honest your wants came before mine before we were DS too um, well, I think that's the kind of thing we've talked about before, where we kind of... It, that's just who, it's just who we were. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's, for the most part, I mean, unless I had a, a significant um, problem with something you were asking, like, I, I wasn't going to just tell you no for no reason, just because I just wanted to please you, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of funny that that wasn't really a new thing with DS, but it just makes it more explicit well and um it certainly changed um i think you certainly feel more comfortable denying my wants now (laughs) you know that i don't know that that 
I don't know that that really happened before we were DS. Hmm. I wonder. I can't think. But I certainly feel more comfortable voicing yeah, what I, I want now, too. So I think people... Um, I think people are kind of turned off when you talk about relationships in transactional terms. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's misguided. I think... Uh, I think humans by nature are transactional, and I don't think that's bad. I think it, maybe there's a little over-romantization. Yeah, um, I think, um, well, it's kind of funny because it exists within DS too, but I think um, we like to think of humans as more selfless than we probably really are. Mm-hmm. And I think um, <coughs> submission is kind of a funny example of that because um, submission can seem selfless, because I am um, giving up what I want to give you what you want sometimes. Um, but it's kind of funny because it's always two layers deep. Like everything is two layers deep in submission because um, the the deeper or the bigger picture there is that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so um, I guess a lot of it comes back to discipline. In the, mm. like the true sense of the word, it's it's helping me meet what I want to do in the big picture over what I want in the moment, even in ways like that. So there's kind of a, a mere image of that on the dom side, in that being a dom can seem selfish. In that I'm getting what I want, you know, almost all the time, <laughs> but uh, a requirement of that is putting your needs first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in at least some small sense, you know, it requires uh, some sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and I think, at least from my perspective, sometimes that it's hard to, I don't know, I guess it does come back to being transactional, but it doesn't even necessarily seem fair to me. Like, I struggle to watch you and I mean, we've had some situations where it really does come down to us both having needs at the same time, and mm. um, mine have been prioritized. And even though that's what we have explicitly agreed on, it's really, really hard for me to watch you do that. Um, and um, I don't know. I don't know that it, it would seem like it was st- still okay or worth it if it weren't for the fact that you want to put my needs first. Like, that's what, that gives me a lot of, um, that pacifies me a lot when it comes to actually facing that, when you're really making that sacrifice for me. It's like, is this ethical of me to let you do this? Or is this selfish of me? Um, But really what gets me through that is knowing that it's what you want. And so it's, again, it's, there's always, there's so many layers to it. No, and I know, like, uh, You've struggled that with that for a long time, and in like writing Tumblr posts, you've kind of wanted me to try and explain that more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I've ever done it to like either of our satisfaction. And like uh, early in my Tumblr writing, I think one of the first ones I wrote about, or it was I think it was a question. It was just putting an idea out there. Um, is anxiety at the root of DS? I think anxiety on both our ends. Uh, enhances or 
exasperates both our sides in that um, you being able to comfortably submit helps uh, soothe your anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, me being trusted, me being in control helps soothe my anxiety. But I was thinking recently, like, is, is that why I'm into DS? Like, because if that's the sole reason, it kind of sounds like, so do you just want, like, a daddy that you can trust? <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Do you, are you asking me? No, no. It's a rhetorical <laughs> question. Um, and I, But I, I think the key, the like, the reason we haven't found a satisfactory answer is I think it just comes down to like a difference in our brains yeah what was that um like whether just you know probably not just from genetics but from childhood experience and how we were formed but how was baby formed <laughs> <laughs> but uh it just comes down to I don't like to be a dominant just because it soothes anxiety i i like it and for you that's not a satisfactory answer because your brain doesn't work that way <laughs> right and it's never like giving me the anxiety you've had but if i try and think of the reverse like i i don't i don't i don't think i can really comprehend your side of it either right like if i were if i wanted to um a be part your of dominant and make your decisions for you um it would give you the kind of it would give you anxiety but that's true but i don't that but, but i think that's kind of my point is it's not just that i think you like to submit of course i i, I don't <laughs> Right, That's right. What I don't think we can... Because when we think about it like a satisfactory answer to this question, we think there's a logical explanation. <laughs> but if you really think about that, that means if there's a logical explanation, you could become a dom. Right. And or it's not I could like become that. a submissive. No, right. These are just kind of the way our brains work. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is really hard. And, and I know, like, this is a question... Like, when I have somebody message me on Tumblr who I've never talked to before, there's, like, roughly a 40% chance that within a few minutes they're going to essentially ask me that question, but they want me to answer it for you. Like, you know, they're reaching out to me to understand you. And it, it doesn't bother me when people do that, but... Um, well, you like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I do like hearing from people, but um, it, it, that's all I can ever tell them is... Um, I understand that you're curious, and I'm curious too, but I don't understand him either. <laughs> um, and I think it, it does just come down to we're just different. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just <coughs> it's just our personalities that... It's what we it's like. Just, right. It's just so deep a part of who we are that we can't even step outside of our own brains to understand the other side. And I think part of why it's so... And I think I've um, written about this at some point, but... Part of why it's so difficult for me to under to to let this go is um, that I feel like we're alike in so many other ways. Like um, when we first started dating, 
I was just amazed at, at how much I un- felt like I understood you and how much we had in common, um, particularly like in the area we live. Like um, you see the world, morality, politics, all of these things in the same way that I do. And in the area we live, we don't view things mm. the way that most of people in our area do. And so it, it felt like, I think the way I've said it before is it felt like I was meeting a fellow alien Mm -hmm. because we just clicked in that way. And so when we have so much in common, it's so hard for me to understand Mm -hmm. that we're so different in this way that I just, I I don't think I'll ever fully let it go, but I I think I've come to terms with the fact that we're just different. Like I kind of get that, but not really like. It doesn't eat at you the way it does me. Why I don't I don't like why would views on like morality affect that? I just mean I just mean <laughs> um <laughs> I just think we're similar people in general. Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't I don't think <clears throat> a difference between dom and sub is that that much of a I don't think it affects, like, difference in morality. That seems... Oh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> it just seems kind of silly. I don't, like, why do you why do you go there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it maybe because it's so alien to you? I think so. That, yeah, it's like I start, see... I look at the whole fabric of who you are as a person. Do you see why that's silly, though, right? Yes. <laughs> and I think, and I know that, like, the reason I'm so driven to want to, to understand it better than I do it comes from an insecurity. Mm. Um, it's it, it, And it comes back when we're dealing with something like you putting my needs first. I understand. And I struggle that. with that. And so then it's like, is this okay? And why is this okay? And why does he want to do this? And does he want to do this? <laughs> like, which, like, of course you do. Um, well, and I say of course right now. But, like, if you were to have to sacrifice for me tomorrow, I would be asking that question again. Because I just feel bad. And you shouldn't feel bad, and you know that. But uh, like, I, I appreciate the instinct that where that comes from, questioning yourself. But uh, I guess alleviating your anxiety, but having your needs put first is just—it's uh, not uh, something we've figured out how to really square away yet. Yeah. Um, I think one of our keys to success with the uh, hierarchy of desires is how we kind of tend to grow into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I think maybe that's natural, but we kind of take on each other's desires. Um, like, uh, spanking wasn't my fetish. Right, um, yeah. Like, I was, you know kind of turned on when you first brought it up but I was just thinking about like you know sexual spankings and we do sometimes we do not punishment spankings too but I think uh, I part of me grew into you and what you erotically appreciate out of spankings well discipline aspect too but um, I grew into that and like that became part of me so <clears throat> well, that might be in your need category, but part of it. What, what spanking? Yeah, I would put it in my need category. Um, so I guess for the whole 
hierarchy. But I guess, yeah, for, I mean, I mean, hell, blowjobs are in my need category. And mm. <laughs> <you> <laughs> right, and we struggled with that. Or, yeah. Well, you didn't. I, well, no, you struggled because I struggled. I'm <laughs> sorry. But, um, yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know that if we really grew into each other so much as we helped each other discover aspects of ourselves that we didn't know were there. Because um, I don't know that, well, I don't know. I think... I think that could be just we're saying the same thing in different ways. I think, yeah, I think we are. Um, but like... Uh, yeah, because I mean, like, somebody that could never be in the spankings could not just like, I'm in the spanking you now, you know. Right, right. Well, because um, I mean, I honestly, I hear from girls like that all the time where they, I mean, their guy just can't. It, yeah. It's just not in him, you know. And um, and I like <laughs> as a submissive, I completely understand why somebody would not be able to do that. Like I couldn't spank you if you wanted me to. <laughs> um, sorry, you know. I mean, I guess I physically could, but I it would mm. never, you know. Um, and I think, likewise, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a, a fetish for giving blowjobs, but um, with me, I. Pleasing you pleases me. And so because um, blowjobs are a huge aspect of your sexual interests, um, you get so much out of it that it gives me more back. That's really interesting because that's not what I get out of spanking. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Like I genuinely, for at least for like the, the non-punishment ones, when I, I'm just kind of spanking you like we did a couple of days ago, like... I guess it's a power thing. Yeah. Balancing. Yeah. Um, it isn't like obviously I I like that you like the idea of it. I mean that goes into the consent thing, but um, when I'm doing it, it's not like ooh she's gonna really like this. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> of course. Well, and the thing is, is I I would struggle with whether or not to say I do enjoy it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean I'm certainly I'm certainly not reacting the way that you react when I'm. <laughs> You know, well, you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, you I get what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like I'm I'd... covered in pleasure the way that you are during a blowjob. It's very different. Um, but I think um, I think that's kind of what I meant is that we we uncovered the aspect of your sexuality where I mean, do you think it's fair to say that pretty much anything I'm willing to do that makes me uncomfortable that I'm willing to do for you turns you on? Um, and so, I mean, well, that's I mean, kind of baby sadism, at least. Define uncomfortable, like, there's a level of comfort that no. <laughs> right, like, uncomfortable within, within, I don't know, within reason, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Is there a way we can put a point on that? Because I think that's kind of interesting, because there's a level of comfort that no, like, that's horribly a turn off. Like I would not want that. Um, is it when need comes kicks in? Mm. If it, to the no. point, no. Because you're, I think at this point we've we've come to terms with the fact that you are absolutely a sadist. Yeah. And I think you are more of a sadist than I am a masochist. Yeah. Which. Is still really weird to me when I've known since before puberty that I was obsessed with spanking. I feel like I ought to be 
a good masochist <laughs> and I'm not. Um, and you know, you didn't fantasize about anything related to sadism. I like we're speaking from an experience, but I wonder if that's a misnomer of the term masochist. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, people definitely define it differently. Because like maybe masochist means that you don't like it in the moment, but you like the idea of it. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's like some people define it that way. And then some people, I, I think like more frequently they're called um, like pain puppies or pain sluts or mm. things like that where they really, they act, it's the pain. Mm -hmm. um, but it seem, it does seem more common for um, people to be, not, they don't enjoy the pain itself, but they enjoy um, accepting the pain for their dominant or um being dominated yeah or or um you know feeling like they're giving up their body it's like a feeling of ownership or um things like that or like for i think for some like sadists it's they would classify it as a need that they need to get those sadistic feelings out and so then the submissive would feel good for a you know letting him have the outlet i don't think you fall into that category i don't either know um we're, we're not at that end of the yeah. spectrum but um yeah but you don't you get something out of the my statistics thinkings that are punishments don't you of course um and what I, do you get out of them um i think a little bit of it is that ownership um okay. aspect I like knowing that um, you um, that my body is yours to use as you uh, wish, you know, within limits and safe words and reason. Um, Consent. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so the ownership is a big aspect of it, um, and I, I there is um, it. It doesn't even necessarily seem sexual to me, but. Um, I definitely um, get like settled or uh, my mind gets quieted through um, even like severe, well, well, our level of severe, probably not severe to other people, but our more harsh um, spanking or impact play um, quiets my mind. And so that is, um, that feels good, but it's... Um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't make the choices um, for you know for lots of reasons, but um, I think a lot of the time, if if I were offered like, would you like to be, would you like to do this so that you can have a quiet mind or not? I think most of the time I would say no, really? but yeah, but most of the time, like afterwards, um, I'm thankful and I am like, oh, I'm glad we did that. But hmm. if I had, you know, if it had been completely my, my decision ahead of time, probably not mildly disturbing why i don't know you don't like that i it doesn't like hurt me but it's like uh hmm <laughs> huh. um darn i had a question oh why does it quiet your mind oh goodness um i don't know that i know the real answer to that um i think uh i just i'm just kind of a uh um, I don't know. I was going to say I was a nervous Nelly, and I am a nervous Nelly, but um, it's not necessarily just if I'm anxious, but I just I have a busy mind, I guess. Like, I have a hard time just, like, breathing and, like, thinking about one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
when something hurts really bad, <laughs> uh, you, you can't worry about the laundry or um, whatever, work, or, um, you know, the stupid, annoying person who I have to <laughs> email back and try to not be a bitch to, um, but also get what I need from them. Um, I don't, I, I can't think about anything else. And so I think it just kind of forces focus and um, it quiets my mind. It's kind of funny because I feel defensive for some odd reason, but... It's because you don't like that I don't want it? I think so. But just in my defense, like, there's no way to make you come quicker than... <laughs> no, no, I, of course. And the thing is, is um, I don't initiate um, spanking or any kind of play very frequently. It's it's usually you. Um but yet, I think for me, I really feel like um, it, it, spanking comes back to a need for me. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to that concept of two layers of desire and or need where what I want in the moment is to not feel pain. What I want in the bigger picture is to feel calm, <coughs> is to feel, should I repeat that because you just coughed? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where I was. Um, what do you feel in the moment versus... Um, so it comes back to the two layers where um, I think a lot of the time if I'm asked, do you want to be spanked? My initial reaction is no. <laughs> that will hurt. <laughs> um, but then if you were never, if you were to initiate less frequently than you typically do, I would get itchy. Okay, I was gonna say because that doesn't seem true to me at all. <laughs> um, what but have you I, said? But what you the addendum makes it me understand. Oh, okay. Um, and um, obviously, it's not like it's not like we're on like a schedule where mm -hmm. it's like every Sunday or, or anything like that. And so even um, like the last month of our life has been crazy, and oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I got itchy and like, mm -hmm. I didn't say anything because I wasn't sure if I wanted it. Really? Yeah. But I needed it. How bizarre. I did not know that. I'm not no, supposed to not tell bad. you my secrets. <laughs> 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 no, like, um, so I really, I struggle with that when I am itchy for it because I don't know why I'm saying itchy. That's it's super fine. weird. <laughs> um, but, um. When I, I have the thought, it's really hard to say something. And I used to think it was just because I suck at communicating. And I don't think I really suck at communicating anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Not that it's not something I should work on still. But um, most of the time. You're a submissive. <laughs> what? It's a joke. Are you constantly questioning yourself? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that has to do with my submission. I'll cut this out. Um. <laughs> um. Damn it, now I'm also insecure. <laughs> I need approval. <coughs> I was just kidding. Um, Teasing. I don't remember where I was. Um, Itchy. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> the worst. <coughs> um, you seriously made me lose my spot again. Sorry. Now all I can think is itchy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, for a long time, I genuinely struggled with being able to say what I wanted when I wanted something. And I don't think that's true anymore. Um, when I struggle yeah. with whether or not to say something to you now, it's because I don't know if I really want it or not. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that at all. Um, and it's, yeah, like, I don't know, like, whether you call me a masochist or not. It's it's an internal struggle, like, between, well, and that's the other thing, too, is it's such a huge part of my sexuality, where, um, like, I was I was looking at doing a prompt today. Are you sure I'm not abusing you with spanking you? <laughs> How, did you, exp- did you hear what I said? I get itchy. I know, but I don't want you to be, like, frequency. in denial or something. No. Okay, okay crazy i am crazy (laughs) um of course not um but i was looking at a prompt considering doing a prompt and i i backed out of it because it asked um what your favorite um sexual activity would be that is not considered vanilla and um my initial reaction to that is spanking because i have a spanking fetish um but then I got thinking, is that really true? Because if I'm laid out options of um, spanking versus like rough sex versus like bondage and sex versus forced orgasms or um, what else do we do? You know, Teasing. Yes. Okay. Denial. Um, well, denial would not be the answer. But um, I don't know that I would pick spanking as my top choice most of the time. Really? Yeah. And it's, even though it's, like, almost exclusively what I Maybe fantasize about. Maybe changing. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm putting words in your mouth, sorry. <laughs> um, it's in my mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's changing. Okay. Um, I think I just am, it's a struggle between having a spanking fetish and not being a masochist at least huh. not in the sense of enjoying pain no like, i didn't understand this part so that makes it because i always thought you were so in denial when you said didn't say, when you said you weren't a masochist but this makes a lot more sense and uh, we could be using the words masochist wrong because people a lot of people would say exactly what i'm describing is completely a masochist yeah could be um but yeah, my point so is I, I don't there, it's it's easier to say that word just because i don't know otherwise you have to explain it but I think, if I'm being super honest, um, I think, like, just in the last few months, I've kind of recognized that for you and I, our biggest mutual kink is um, embarrassment or humiliation. Mm. And I think um, that ties in somehow. Mm. Um, Well, yeah, of course. I mean... You're going to say something to embarrass me right now. I can feel it in your face. <laughs> I mean, how obvious is that? How was being spanked by another person not tied to humiliation? <laughs> See? I knew you were going to do that to me. I <laughs> can't do that to me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You just said you like it. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I never, I mean, it's obvious now, but I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and I think that's why, um, like verbal stuff being added to it adds a lot for me is that, uh, it comes Mm. back to, of course. Um, and I don't like, it's hard too, because it's, I struggle with like the word humiliation because there's a lot of, um, baggage. Yeah. Mm. And we don't, neither of us are into, um, humiliation that would actually feel bad. Um, so, like, um, you don't say anything that, like, um, I think maybe embarrassment is a better word than humiliation. Because, like, I like to be, like, squirmy and, like, you know, blushy and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I don't, um, I'm, like, a sensitive thing. So, if you say something that, like, I'm actually insecure about, like, oh, yeah. oh no, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> um, the... Hierarchy, I think, makes both sides of this for us uh, feel more real and because of that feel more rewarding and that there is a a sacrifice we both have to make. Mm -hmm. And because we make that sacrifice, it makes the rewards more meaningful. Yeah, and... uh it certainly is sacrifice, but um, oops, there's um, so much. Uh, you can't sacrifice without involving effort. Mm-hmm. And I think that for both of us, seeing clear effort from each other is a hugely rewarding um, thing that makes our relationship feel more fulfilling. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, like, I feel, I still struggle with it, like we had talked about, but um, even though I feel guilty when you prioritize my needs over your own, um, it makes me feel incredible about our relationship. It makes me feel incredible about being with you and feeling confident in knowing that I'm with the right person. Um, I mean, I don't know what could be more fulfilling than that like you know confirmation that this is right and that's what it feels like yeah and then my end just hearing you say that made blood go into my penis <laughs> and i'm about to cry and you're getting horny <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a perfect uh <laughs> encapsulation of our relationship no. No, not in a bad cry. You and uh, I know what you mean in a sadistic way. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like I missed something. I didn't mean in a sadistic way. I meant like how we process our meaningful emotions. Oh, <laughs> you cry and my dick gets hard. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So, um, we just took a break so I could have a cigarette, and, uh, like, I noticed that you weren't as, like, excited as you were last time, and I thought this one was going really quite well. That was our dog you just heard. (laughs) Um, and so I asked you, like, why weren't you excited this time? And, uh... (laughs) Lay down. You said that, uh, you know, you have a headache. But you also were a little thrown. 
I'm sorry. Um, about me not knowing that you weren't into the spankings in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. Why? Why does that bother you? Like, uh, does it give you anxiety that I wasn't aware of that? That's no. okay. Um, no. Um, I think, I guess my concern is that, um, I just don't want you to feel bad. I don't. Based on that. Because, um. I trust you to, I feel like I know you and I respect your ability to communicate important things to me. So even knowing that, it doesn't change anything. Right, because you know, you know that if I if wasn't actually what I want, that I would say something, right? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like maybe it's just like me, like trying to be you from my own head again. <laughs> like I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I don't. I don't want you to feel bad. But I think if I were you and I were doing something to somebody that they said I don't really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have a hard time with that. And I don't want you to have a hard time with that. I, like, I, I think, I, I, I'm pretty sure I maybe I'll have edited this out, but I, I did question, didn't I? Like, are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Um. And I don't think that's a bad thing, like. No, I, I yeah. Right. Because you can't, right, we can't, like, like, march into it and just say, like, this just is. And so it's just okay and, like, not think twice about it because there's risk involved in a yes. lot of what we do. A lot of us. I think I have a more complete understanding of you and your fetish. Mm. <laughs> the dog's licking my face. <laughs> um, yeah, it's right. And I think um, I think we have a mutual understanding, too, that um, both of our sides are complicated when it comes oh. to anything related to um, masochism or sadism. And you question... Um, and, like... A lot of that, I suspect, is because you do want to put my needs first. And so you yeah. have to question that in order to make sure that um, your desires aren't overstepping to an unhealthy degree. Over your needs. Yes. But I'm glad that you think these things because it would be dangerous if you just were arrogant about it. But at the same time, because I know that um, you struggle with accepting your sadism, I don't really like pointing out the fact that I struggle with it sometimes <laughs> because I don't want to give you re further. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we're good. Why are our dogs like obsessed with licking themselves? All right. So we've talked for quite a while about the, uh, I guess, ideas behind RDS. So let's try and talk about the uh, practice now. Okay. Day to day. Um, uh, a big aspect, <clears throat> I guess, it's not day-to-day -day because you're pretty obedient, <laughs> but uh, uh, a big aspect that remains is that I am your disciplinarian. Yeah. Um, in that I set rules that you ultimately agree to. Mm -hmm. Um that you abide by, <clears throat> and if you don't, I give you a punishment spanking. 
<laughs> um, what do you get out of that? Um, mostly clarity, I think. Hmm. Um, I am just kind of a, a people pleaser, I think, in general, but uh, it's significantly amplified <coughs> with you. Um, and so having rules and, um, like a schedule for my chores and things like that, um, just helps to, uh, it just makes, I don't know, it helps me to know what you want me to be doing, um, what I can do to be pleasing essentially. Um, and we have different rules for different purposes, but, um, some of the rules just kind of help us maintain as well. Um, for example, one of our rules is just like a general kind of respect rule. Mm -hmm. And so that, um, helps to keep like my, my attitude in check. And just to so, reinforce the general dynamic. Right. And so, um, if that didn't exist and if I could, um, speak to you rudely, um, and like get away with that, I think, um, getting into that habit could get us out of the habit of me being submissive to you in general. And so that is one rule that just helps us maintain our DS. And I think uh, a common theme in all these rules are what you may want in the moment versus what you want in the big picture. Right. Because you, I don't think you ever want, you don't want a relationship where you disrespect me. Oh, of course, of course. Um, and uh, I thought you were going to say, like, I don't ever want to do any of my rules. <laughs> um, right. They're all about, um, like, discipline in the, the, mm. the real meaning of the word. It's kind of outsourcing self-discipline. It's These are things that I want in the big picture, but not all of them, but certainly some of them I would struggle to actually do in the moment. Um, things like... Um, doing household chores regularly. Um, I want to have a house that's not nasty, but I don't often feel like doing the dishes. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, that's just, you know, one example, but a lot of our rules are, are very much like that. Mm -hmm. um, in that uh, I don't, it gets me to do things in the moment to maintain, you know, what I need to do each day to hit the larger goals, the big, the big picture goals. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, if we had rules or if you um, told me exactly what you wanted from me, but if I didn't do them and then nothing happened, mm. uh, it would still feel too much like I was just doing, like I was just being, trying to be pleasing in the way that I've always tried to be pleasing. And so, um, and I, I kind of have, I've always tried to make you happy but um the fact that you can like back that up by um holding me accountable through punishment uh it just makes it it just makes me feel like um truly held accountable i guess maybe mm -hmm. is the way to put it because um there's a consequence i think if a big part of 
the disciplinarian aspect of relationship, if not the biggest, is how much value you get out of the effort that it requires me to put in. The uh, that I'm paying attention to you, yeah, and I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like I always use the dishes example for whatever <laughs> reason, but I'm going to again. Um, like before we were DS, some part of me knew that you would like me to do the dishes more frequently <laughs> than I was doing. Um, but um, it's really hard. I think if if you weren't going to punish me for breaking the rules then having the rules would feel like i was submitting to a wall Mm. um it's and a little bit i was always submissive to you because that's my personality and that's your personality but when you take took an active role by becoming the disciplinarian then it felt like um I guess it just became more clear to me that I was submitting to your desires as opposed to submitting to you for myself. Mm. And so it's like, for me, submitting to what you want and you putting in effort to make sure that that happens feels like there's an exchange as mm. opposed to me being like other women we know who do everything for the house because they want they want to be the the housekeeper and stuff and their husband doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. like oh and so that it's how you give back to me by making me feel like you're watching me and um that you care and that you're invested um and obviously that would be true if you didn't punish me like the fact that you punish me doesn't change how you feel but i guess it's just like a tangible example for me for whatever reason that's how my brain reads it what do you think the difference is of me punishing you for saying, like, thank you for doing the dishes? <laughs> <coughs> um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um, is it just because it plays in the kink? Not just. I think, so for me... As a submissive, of course I want to please you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a natural reward out of feeling like I've pleased you. And so if you say, like, thank you, I appreciate that you did this, that feels very good to me. And that is reinforcing to me, for sure. But, and so that will get me farther than I would get if I were just submitting to you and you didn't notice. Or I was just taking care of the house and you didn't notice. Right. So it certainly helps that you're paying attention to say thank you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't. I, I guess punishment sometimes just is a better motivator, if I'm really honest. A stronger motivator. Um, I think most of the time. In practice, when I'm submitting, it's because it's what I actively want in the moment. But there are times when it's not what I want in the moment where I really don't fucking feel like it and um when i really don't feel like it um sometimes that knowing that there's gonna be a consequence if i don't and is is a better mm. motivator than simply knowing that it would please you if i did i got you um and but there's all there's two heavy pieces to that um is that 
it's not just that if I didn't do it, that I would be punished. Um, of course, that's a motivator. But um, the fact that you would be unhappy with it is a bigger motivator. And that's almost the bigger punishment most of the time, I think. And um, I think before we were, um, before we started domestic discipline and had the rules, um, you didn't express unhappiness or displeasure or um, disappointment because um, you just didn't. And so once we added in rules, um, I had a clear expectation if I wasn't meeting it, then I think you felt validated in feeling unhappy with what I did. Or I don't know that you felt like you had the right, I guess, to feel unhappy with me for not doing the dishes before we explicitly said, yes, I will do the dishes. Y yeah? I think so. So when we started DS, the rules um, and consequences aspect was my idea, but clearly mm. you've found meaning in it. Mm. Um, what What is your side of it? I think a big part of it is a sense of control. Um, almost an absolute sense of control. Mm -hmm. um, it's validating in a way. How much it, like, uh, I know you, like you talk about it as a kink, but it, <clears throat> it's it's it is, but it's not. It almost like this seems way too dramatic, but ugh, it seems like uh, sacred. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell you what I my perspective on it for you is? I feel like for you. Maybe it's validating for you because it's such an obvious need for me and it's such a mm. fulfilling need for me that um, you feel like it's a way of taking care of me and it feels good to you in that sense. That's definitely true. I don't think that's the totality of it, but that's certainly true. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't have, like, details or I can't point to why I felt this way, but um, when we were new, I remember thinking that you were shocked at how much of a difference it made for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was just kind of like a amazement and wow kind of a thing for you. Um, it it is i i would like to eventually do another another podcast to kind of go back and clarify um our first podcast because i don't think i really <laughs> explained um cuz it it did end up sounding like our dd is kink and mm -hmm. i don't know i don't really think it is um because neither like we don't go from like a punishment spanking to sex Mm. Um, I mean, maybe we have before, but that's not the norm. Um, sure. It is not, it does not feel like an aspect of sex mm -hmm. to either of us. Um, and there are like different levels of like severity. Like we have some rules that we are very highly regarded and others that we take seriously, but that are not as, um, I don't know. There's just, I don't know how to say that without seeming dismissive, but. Um, 
they're like kind of big rules and little rules, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so with the littler rules, um, it's not like this extremely heavy, intense thing necessarily, but it's never, it's like sexy. Mm-hmm. It's never like hot. Um, and so it just, it doesn't seem like kink really. Yeah, <clears throat> I totally agree. I have gotten erections and punishment spankings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I get it, and um. But again, like I said earlier, I think it's a big difference between us. A lot of I process big emotions in sexuality a lot more than I you don't. Do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't. It just. It seems extremely meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that I can explain why, but I think... Um, I'm going to say need, but I need... I mean need within the sense of like DS. Like obviously it's not like a survival need, but um, for me to... For DS to work for me... I need it to include a punishment aspect, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a very core aspect of it. And um, it, the still it's still the biggest core of it. It's like the heart of our DS is still DD in my perspective. And I think it's because um, more so than anything else uh, that we do, it adds the structure. <laughs> like... Um, and I don't know why I can't explain why I feel that way. It's just what I think it's just because it's what gets me past. Like if I just, um, acted submissively when I felt like it, it wouldn't be all the time. And, um, if it weren't all the time, I don't think it would feel as authentic for me. This might be a punch in the gut, but... <clears throat> don't punch me! <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure we're not in denial about outsourcing self-harm? I did not. I thought you were going to say kink. Totally <laughs> not where I thought you were going to go with that. Um, Of course! Why? Because... <laughs> because it do- it doesn't have shit to do with depression or anxiety. Or anxiety? Sometimes. A punishment? You don't feel the need to act out when you're feeling anxious? I think if I'm feeling anxious because I'm not feeling our dynamic as intensely. Mm. I can see how that's different. Like general anxiety as far as like I'm dealing with a bunch of assholes at work. (laughs) Um, No, I don't think that makes me more likely to act out. Okay. Um, And... Like we've said multiple times in this podcast, this last month has been hell. Yeah. And one of the worst. 
Um, have I been in trouble this month? No. Right? So, like, I'm sorry to brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I if it were self-harm, and um, that does I lost sense. a family member. And so, I've been in this. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, that was weird. <laughs> no, I didn't see that coming. Um, no, you're right. So I've been in the process of grief this month. And um, so back when I was um, self-harming, that kind of grief mm. and depression would absolutely be a trigger for that. And it has not been. Yeah. Gosh, I really didn't. I really have been fine the last couple of days. I thought, okay. You really convinced me. <laughs> like strongly right because it's not right yeah and like i think i had said earlier um i'd been a little itchy this month but not not in like an intense overwhelming way like like i didn't even ask for it like i didn't even want it bad enough to ask for well, it well itchy is because i haven't been super present well i mean you've been super sick and no, so, I, understandably. Um, I, I think presence is like uh, that the submissive feels like the dynamic, right? Yeah. And like I've just been stuck in my own survival. <laughs> right, like we've been, <coughs> like you've, is it too much information to talk about our sex life? No, go ahead. Um, like you've been so sick for like three weeks now. Like you've been to the doctor like three times and gotten different medication every time. <laughs> um, that... um. We haven't, our, our sex life has suffered. Yeah. Um, and well, so, I've gotten sucked up a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but even that has, yeah, you know, like we just haven't been having sex as often. And part of that is because I've been struggling with yeah. grief and stuff. And for me, stress shuts off my, mm -hmm. my sexuality where that doesn't, sometimes that happens for you, but not typically. Yeah. Um, but so, um, so just, um, we've just been playing less, like we've had, mm -hmm. um, and so that would, that's very normal, I guess is my point for me mm -hmm. to be itchy just based on us, um, Not having sex less having and, much intimacy. right, right. Sexual intimacy and play and all of that has been less. And so I think that is the entirety of Speaking what, what the less. itch, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Um, Yeah. So I think the itchiness that I have felt is potentially exclusively caused by that. I don't think it has anything necessarily to do with the <laughs> the grief and the the added stress. It's just yeah. the less connection and less intimacy. You have convinced me. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <coughs> Something else that I think uh, makes DD meaningful to me is um and i think this is very silly given um just my personality and who i am but um for whatever reason i find security in knowing that um i can't do whatever i want um i find security in the fact that you won't let me go outside of a certain frame 
even if I want to. Um, and I don't know why, I don't know why that's so meaningful to me because it's not like I would do crazy things. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not a risk taker. I'm very simple and boring. <laughs> um, but uh, just psychologically, there's just something there that it feels like security to know that I have these, uh, you create these borders for me. Or really, we make them together because I approve of them or whatever. But um, just knowing that there's a fence, there's a line in, in the sand. And well, it's not even like in the sand because it's like it's not just gonna be blown away. <laughs> but um, yeah. In our heads, we're kind of thinking like, shouldn't we have more to say about uh, the spanking and disciplinarian aspect? And I think, and I mean, because that was kind of the uh, genesis of our DS. Um, and I think uh, I think you've written about posts about this really. Sp- have included it in your posts about one of the reasons you were into uh, spanking punishments was to feel dominated. Yeah. And you've, as our DS has evolved, you've started to feel dominated in other ways. And maybe that's why it's not at the forefront of our DS. Yeah. I still feel like it's kind of the backbone, yeah. I guess. Um, but it is certainly a smaller aspect than it was. Not day to day. Right. Because you're so obedient. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you of that someday. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so it just rarely comes up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what rare means, but it doesn't come up nearly as frequently as it did. And when we were new to DD and we didn't have um, our DS as fully like fleshed out, um, I acted out more um, like intentionally. And it was because um, when we didn't have a very complex DS, um, it was punishments that made me feel submissive and reminded me that um, you were my uh, dominant and so if I went, like, say, three weeks without getting in trouble, I would kind of lose that um, that feeling of presence or, you know, feeling mm-hmm. the leash or whatever you want to say. And so I would uh, just get anxious. And it's like, are you paying attention? Is mm-hmm. Are we still doing this? Am I still um, <coughs> in my safe little fenced-in area? Good? Yeah. And um, so I needed to feel it. And um, I don't think that, um, for the most part, I really need punishments as a reminder um, of our DS anymore. But that's not to say that I don't need, like, if I break a rule, I need you to catch it. Mm-hmm. and I Or I, I would, you know. Lose it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would, because it is the backbone. And so if you aren't, um, if our rules didn't matter anymore, if you weren't paying attention or if you didn't follow through, on them it would be alarming it would make me question everything else that we do because it's the backbone for me um but it's it's a pretty small element at this point um how did that evolve like how do you feel dominance outside of that 
Um, a large part of it was recognizing the day-to-day DS that we actually did have at that time, and I just wasn't aware of it, like um, kind of the like leader-follower aspects. Um, for a long time, you would kind of, um, uh, I guess, like make requests of me, but I just didn't really ever say no. Um, and because they were requests, I read them as requests, and I didn't think twice about the fact that you were always the one requesting and I was always the one um, serving. Um, and so um, part of that, I think we had kind of talked about in our last podcast, was um, finding Tumblr and recognizing that little tiny aspects of our day-to-day interactions are DS. And once I saw them, then it let me feel them. Um, but then we also added in other things. We added in, like, close to two years ago now, probably, um, orgasm control. Mm. Um, we, uh, roughly around that time, like almost two years ago, um, we amped up our kink. Mm-hmm. And so, um, our like sex life kind of reinforces our roles sometimes. Uh, what else? Um, can you give examples of what you're talking about the first part of, uh, like the little leader follower things? Yeah. Um, Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of an example. Like this podcast. Um, we have talked about doing this podcast, but um, I've been waiting for you to say we're doing the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Um, you initiate that. Um, when uh, I am aware of when uh, we get low on groceries, but you're the one who decides when we go. Mm-hmm. Um if I want to go to a particular store, I can tell you that and you'll probably say yes, but um, most of the time you decide which store we go to. Um, little like weird things like that seem like very significantly odd and submissive to me now that I didn't recognize before. Like um, I would never just turn the heat up because I'm cold without asking you if you're cold. Like. Oh, yeah. You don't notice that? You didn't know that? I, I didn't notice it, but I, I notice it now that you say that. Yeah. Um, or, um... Yeah, I, I mean, even I say that, like, it doesn't surprise me at all. That's completely <laughs> in line with um, uh, So we both work from home, and so we both have computers. And I have always used headphones a lot, and you don't. Mm. Um, I wouldn't just turn on something I wanted to listen to without asking you if you wanted to listen to it. And you do that all the time. (laughs) Um, You have always controlled the TV unless I, like I ask if I can, um, you know, it's kind of silly, but. It sounds like I'm an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, all of those things have always been. And I didn't, I never thought twice about them until I found Tumblr and I saw other people pointing them out and calling it DS. And then it's like, oh yeah. I mean, not, not those exact examples, of course. Like I don't, I don't know if anybody else is weird on thermostats, but um, yeah, lots of like weird stuff like that. Um, and also another one was um, our, um, like I cook and stuff. Um and that had always just kind of been. And um, 
I never thought twice about that. And I almost viewed it as kind of contradictory to kink because in my mind, BDSM was kind of, um, it's almost like portrayed as like an alternative, like lifestyle in some sense. And then, um, things like are like cooking and me like taking, doing more of like household chores and stuff than you do. At least like the more traditionally feminine things like, Mm -hmm. um, inside the house. Um, those always seemed like, like a traditional relationship thing. And I thought we're, we like aspects of traditional relationships and like alternative relationships. Mm. And I could, I couldn't see how those things could blend Mm. until I found, um, Tumblr and this like aspect of DS that involves both. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then it's like, oh, I always thought we liked these two weird, random, disconnected things. And then it's no, they're one and the same. Or at least they can be, depending. I mean, obviously, it just depends on how you want to view it. But the other thing that I think has changed that's helped me um, feel the dynamic more frequently without punishments is um, I think that uh, after we laid out our DS in explicit terms, I think you... (laughs) The dog just (laughs) farted. I think... um, once I had explicitly said to you that I wanted you to be in charge, be the head of the household, be my dominant, um, you then um, held yourself back a little bit less. Like um, in certain ways you had always led, but once you knew that I wanted it, I think you um, you'd held back less. And so you um, gave me instructions more freely more frequently and um you're just kind of more bossy (laughs) than uh you used to be i think and maybe some of it even is just in a difference in wording um i mean you still make requests that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you phrase things as requests sometimes but like we both know they're like not requests like i say oh no thank you and then i like go and do the thing <laughs> while smirking at you um <laughs> it's like an everyday occurrence um but um i don't like to be spanked <laughs> God damn it. um um, <laughs> um but so you do still request things that i are is mutually understood it's not really a request but then um Sometimes you just phrase things as instructions. And I don't think you ever would have done that before we were DS. You wouldn't have just said, like, do this. Like, that seems like a jerk if you don't. I mean, it is a jerk if it's not Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do or what I wanted from you or from our relationship. Um, But so you started phrasing things a little differently, and that helps me interpret them a little bit differently, too. Um, And a lot of – most of it is, like, really small stuff. Um, Like I said, like, making meals, like – I would like you to make this or um, because I sit where the thermostat is, you tell me to adjust the thermostat or um, to let the dogs out, to feed the dogs. Um, Lots of like, you know, tiny stuff. And it is things that need done, but, um, you know, I guess you just say when. Yeah. And I think um, it happened very slowly, I think, um, 
I don't mean very slowly, but <laughs> it, it, it's happened gradually. I think part of it was, um, I don't know how long ago it's been, but um, when you had that epiphany about, um, you like wrote a blog post about like um, making little decisions for me. Mm. I think um, once you became aware of me um, hesitating when I'm like indecisive, you started to like step in once you knew that I wanted it, where you never would have done that before. And then another part of it is once we made it explicit, I think I probably started um, deferring more decisions to you just because I knew that um, that I could and that you wanted it too. And so it wasn't necessarily just you like instructing more, but um, me seeking your guidance and approval more often as well. Um, and then when it came to like silly little decisions, um, I think just recognizing that I could ask you to decide for me between buying a red hairbrush and a blue hairbrush or whatever kind of silly things like that. Um, I think I had always um, not liked making decisions like that, but it just seemed silly to, to ask somebody else to do it um, until I knew that you, you know, you ex made it explicit that you were okay with that. Um, for whatever reason, the moment we're in, that seems to be a big point of contention in modern relationships is decisions like that. Like, uh, there's kind of like a meme you hear about of people, like, why won't the other person decide where we eat? It's funny because um, I just recently saw on Facebook there's this thing going around where uh, you post something that says if your husband or wife doesn't see this within an hour or two hours or something, um, then they owe you a date and they have to plan all of the details. Mm. And that struck me as funny because, um, I mean, there's things like that. Like, uh, if they don't see this, then they have to buy you a pizza or whatever. Um, but I thought it was funny that that one specifically said they have to plan the details because it makes it obvious that a significant amount of people don't want choose the details um and like you were saying with um memes it's it's often um there's one that goes around from like the notebook and it's like this terrible fighting and then it's all over where to eat for dinner mm. and there's one you know like those like baby toys um <coughs> it's like a wheel and it spins you know mm. what i'm talking about but um, but instead of like the different animals and it making a farm sound, um, you put like Taco Bell and um, oh. like either fast food or like nice restaurants, and then it's like when nobody wants to decide where to eat, like you just hit it and then it randomly spins and like that gets passed around. And um, I mean, I I like have talked to people who like that's literally the thing they fight about most often is where to eat or what to have for dinner or. Um, whatever. And of course the thing you always hear is, um, well, she says she doesn't care, but then I suggest a place and then, oh, well, I don't feel like that. Or, oh, I, you know, and so there's all these, uh, caveats, I guess, too. Yeah. That's kind of interesting because it isn't just, <clears throat> maybe it isn't just that there's a dominant person. Maybe it, that it's also there isn't a submissive person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I had mentioned how, for me, I think the punishment aspect um, makes our um, our power exchange feel more 
I don't think authentic really is the right word, but it makes it feel more um, complete or total or, or something because it um, it's, it's not just if I want to in the moment. It adds that layer of accountability to the larger goal. Um, and so for me, that makes it more complete and it makes me feel like you have more control. Do you feel like it gives you more control or does it add a layer of like totality or authenticity for you? Yeah. Um, <coughs> I think you're uh, we're right in the first place. I think it makes it feel more authentic. Um, I think feeling the uh, gravity and seriousness that we both feel in the moment of punishments um, authenticates it and elevates it. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way, but how serious, it, it's never more serious than in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're pretty playful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that level of seriousness is almost needed, um, as a reminder that it's not, it's not all play. Cause a lot of it is play day to day, mm -hmm. or even if it's not play, it's kind of lighthearted and casual and, and things. And so it brings a level of seriousness to it that, um, reminds us that it's, it's authentic and it's not play. Yeah. So, um, another big aspect that's kind of <clears throat> naturally evolved in our DS, and you've written a post about it recently, um, is orgasm control. Mm -hmm. um, so, <clears throat> what do you get out of not being in control when you come? Oh, that tone right there. <laughs> um, uh, it's so hard to answer it when you say it like that. Um, I guess, it, I think for me, orgasm control comes back to the um, ownership feeling mm. for me, for the most part. Um, I like knowing that um, my pleasure belongs to you. And um, to be really honest, um, I had never had the... Um, self-restraint or self-discipline or whatever to delay orgasms or i don't even know if i knew that delaying an orgasm made it more intense mm. but so um even though i don't think i would ever pick it in the moment um sometimes it's a really nice gift to wait and have it mm. be much better um and so it was through orgasm control that um you showed me that that was possible and so that was kind of badass <laughs> um uh, yeah, I think it's, it's largely about, it feels, ownership mm -hmm. is what it is for me. Yeah. I think that one's probably self-explanatory. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> you? <laughs> Maybe this is a minor point, but <clears throat> I kind of wonder. Um, I grope you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, unless, like, I'm sick or mentally not feeling well, 
I tend to put my hands on your body and your genitals and your throat <laughs> and grab your hair multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably has a, a way of reinforcing our aspect. Um. Yeah. Uh. That I think largely goes back to the ownership thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. That my body is yours. Um. But it's also really nice. Um. And and I maybe we should say when you do that, it it's often very brief. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Part it, of it is teasing. Yeah, part of it's teasing, but um, it rarely, if ever, directly transitions into sex mm-hmm. or any other kind of, you know, long-term play. It's usually like a 30-second, two-minute type of thing, maybe. Um, and so part of it's teasing, and it's um, almost a denial mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but even um, even when it's not that... Excuse me. It's um <coughs> I don't know. I guess I don't think it started that way. I think it just started very playfully, but now um almost through I don't know what the right word is, but it's like a Pavlov's dog <laughs> kind of a thing. Um I have a very quick and um specific reaction to your hand around my throat at any time, anywhere. Um, and um, that's true of other things that uh, you do as well. And so it's it's kind of a very quick um, headspace thing mm-hmm. for me. And so, um, mo- I mean, if I'm like super grumpy or something, maybe not. But <laughs> um, generally speaking, it is. It's a very, you know, quick and... Um, quick and easy reminder and like a little bit of like a mood shifter too. Mm-hmm. But, but I also want to say, um, it's also just nice because, um, it just, uh, makes me feel desired. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's almost like a lovey thing in that mm-hmm. way, like a romantic thing. Yeah. I, um, I'm sure like <clears throat> a variation of what we do, I'm sure happens in just vanilla relationships. Yeah. Um, like a, a movie thing that you would see with like in like if I'm cooking, you'll come um, like swap me or um, put your hand around my throat where like the, the um, romantic comedy version of that is to just like hug her from behind or mm-hmm. to kiss her neck mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so it's just kind of a rough version of those yeah. things. Yeah. So uh, what does a day in our relationship look like um so i mean of course it varies like it would for anyone but um the things that are nearly always there are um certain like rules and chores that i follow um i drink five glasses of water a day um i do dishes every other day on opposite days of the dishes i work out um, oh, I, I have to take my medication every day. Um, and then, um, there are other things that aren't exactly scheduled, but that need to be all the time things like speaking to you respectfully, um, 
there's a lot of caveats to it, but generally speaking, I need to do what you ask me to do. Uh, you know, obviously, if it's like something I can't do or something I have a huge problem with doing, we would have a discussion. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a super black and white thing, but um, generally speaking, I'm supposed to be obedient. Um, uh, on a daily basis, I defer little things to you, like I talked about, like the thermostat. Um, what if I'm going to cook a meal for both of us, I always ask for your input or approval of what my plans are. Um, if you want us or me to do something, you say like you say it and I do it. Um, you oversee my work schedule. Um, and then I guess like the bigger, like overarching things that are kind of hard to describe is, um, you make big decisions for us, which obviously isn't a daily thing, but it's just kind of an as-needed thing. Like, uh, today our stupid water pump screwed up again because our landlord sucks. And, um, so as, you know, uh, hey, the water pump's leaking. So you go in there, you call the people, you figure out, get them to have a plumber come out, that you deal with that kind of crap (laughs) um but then you also um make small decisions like we talked earlier like when we get groceries um you instruct me to do like small things as well just kind of as needed or or even just desire like things like um bringing you a drink or um service based things too if you want there's a good chance I'll either say, uh, come into the bedroom, I want you to rub my legs. Yeah, massages are super, super common for us. Like, um, like almost to the point of being like a daily ritual type of thing. And, uh, like a lot of times that'll lead to, uh, sex or at least blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Um. I think normal people consider that sex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and again it wild it varies wildly um sometimes i will tease you and we won't have sex for a week um <laughs> you got a kind of look on your face yeah um sometimes we'll have sex every day mm-hmm. multiple times a day um and I guess I think that's what you're trying to say, but like, should we explicitly say you initiate mm-hmm. almost all of our sexual interactions? Yeah. Um, <coughs> a lot of times it'll be, uh, your, come, vo- your voice is getting so gruff, like it's damaging your voice that we're doing this podcast. <laughs> um, sometimes it'll be come on my legs, uh, suck my dick. Um, I'm gonna fuck you. Um, sometimes it'll be, uh, I grab you by the back of your hair and pull you into the bedroom and fuck you. Um, certainly doesn't happen daily, but a lot of times I will, uh, not a lot of times. Sometimes I will, um, spank you sadistically. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I guess, like, I don't know that we've gotten there before, but, um, we have a range of different types of play spanking, even. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so like there's sadistic ones that obviously are for both of us but they're kind of more for you and then um we do a different kind of spanking if it's more for me that is um like longer and slower with a like longer buildup, and is more for like um relaxing i guess I think um, we're not even fully conscious of it most of the time because it's so normal to us. But um, I've written before about how when I'm having a day where um, I'm like wanting to feel more submissive, I guess, than I am, sometimes I'll pay attention for even just like a few hours or for sometimes for a full day of trying to be conscious of our small interactions. And it always surprises me. Um, how many little things you ask me to do and how many ways I find myself asking for your permission or your approval for things. Um, like uh, um, little things like I think food is, pro- is definitely an everyday one. Um, either me asking if a certain meal is okay for dinner or um, you asking me to make you a specific uh, meal. Um Bringing you drinks is almost a daily thing. Um, this time of year, at least the thermostat is a daily thing. You'll ask me to bring the meal or make an appointment or refill the water for the dogs or um, things like that. Um, <coughs> yeah, like um, if we're planning to go anywhere or do anything, um, I, I mean, I just said if we're planning, but you, you really just kind of inform me <laughs> of what our plans are. Um, we're going here at this time Mm. or, um, and then even, um, if I know what our plans are, you'll tell me like, you need to get ready. Um, okay. Do this now. (laughs) Um, so I think probably in the average day we have like at least a dozen, um, like mini interactions of me either, um, seeking your approval or permission for something or you uh, giving me some kind of small instruction. Okay, there's probably more to say on this subject, but it's uh, getting late. They're both getting tired and I'm losing my voice. So uh, we're going <coughs> to wrap it up. Um, uh, on our first episode, we had a really good response and... Uh, Thanks for uh, the kind words and people reaching out. Um, we had um, a lot of people share, too, which was really sweet. And we were honestly kind of surprised at how well yeah. the first one did. Um, so we really appreciate um, everybody who helped us spread the word. Um, I had a lot of people reach out being, like, ridiculously sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really appreciate the support. Yeah, I was uh, vulnerable, and uh, I don't think we had a single person shit on us. (laughs) (laughs) No. Which is surprising for the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're certainly not experts at this, but uh, if you'd like to uh, hear our (laughs) our (laughs) spectacle, if you'd like to hear our... uh, If you'd like to hear our perspective on a question you'd have, uh, we'll uh, answer on the next podcast. Um, 
just uh, submit a question to uh, amysubmits.tumblr.com and either, uh, you know, explicitly say you'd like it answered on the podcast or, I guess, to be more simple, just uh, include hashtag podcast in your ask. Um, aren't you open to people asking you questions, too? Oh, yeah. I just, uh, I'm not on Tumblr as much as you. Yeah, like, I'm a little addicted, but... Um, a lot of times when people reach out to me, it's kind of to ask a question <laughs> about his perspective, and I get it because to me the the dominant perspective is so much more fascinating because I understand myself a little bit. I I still don't really get his side, but um, so you can ask him questions too. Oh yeah. Um, not that, but I guess I should say I don't mind when people ask me to kind of ask him either, but um. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did we say the part about people being sweet? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I guess goodbye for now. Bye. It's you, it's you, it's all for you. Everything I do, I'll tell you all the time. Heaven is a place on earth with you. Tell me all the things you want. I heard that you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? It's better than I ever even knew They say that the world was built for two Only worth living if somebody Is loving you Maybe now you do Dude.